podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Chelsea Podcast. It's me, Andy Saunders, again. Kerry is in New York, of all places, uh, promoting his new range of trainers with vans. We'll come on and talk about that in a minute. It's true. What? Absolutely true. Uh, joining me uh, this evening to talk about uh, all things Chelsea is a good friend of the podcast, Rick Glanville, official Chelsea historian. How are you, Rick? Evelyn. Well? Yeah, good, good. Excellent. And also joining us uh, is Jay Bailey. Jay, how are you? I'm doing great now. Very good. Good, yeah. good. So we're going to come on and talk about you and why you're on the podcast yes. uh, in a minute. Jay uh, was uh, out in Slavia, Prague, yeah. uh, and bad things happened. Unfortunately, yes. So do you want to... Uh, we'll, go, we'll dive straight into it. We're going to talk about the football. Well, obviously, we'll talk about the games. But um, I, I wanted to, to get you on the podcast to kind of tell your story um, and for the listeners to understand what happened to you when you went to Slavia, Prague. So, so give us a sort of taste of what happened. Yeah, so I mean, I, I imagine quite a lot of people listening to this would have heard the story because it's it's managed to do the rounds in a way I didn't predict or could have ever <laughs> imagined it would have got so much traction, so much attention. But for those who are um, unaware, unfortunately, I was subject to some horrible abuse while just simply in the stands supporting a team um, from our own quotation mark fans. Mm. Um, and it's just, it's crazy to think that this, it would happen to me, uh, especially with what happened with prior to the game with the Mohamed Salah incident. Um, obviously I'm not going to repeat what was said to me but if you don't know or haven't seen any of my posts on social media it was horrible and it was vile and it's just one of those things and when it happens at the time you're almost like did that actually happen and it took um, the, the, the perpetrator saying it three times for me to then realise he's actually mm. said this not once not twice but three times and this is also being directed at me and it's just unreal to believe that this is happening even, it's just, it, well, it shouldn't be happening anywhere, but the fact that it was happening exactly. in the stands from people who are there for the exact same reason as you, it completely unprovoked. It's just crazy. So, so this is obviously audio. People can't see you. So you're black. Yes. And you were racially abused. Yes. Um, and are you? And you went to the game on your own. Yeah. Are you somebody that goes to a lot of Chelsea games? So I do go to a lot of Chelsea games. Um, I've been going to Chelsea games since I was about ten. Um, I've grown up in a household where I was the only football fan. I've grown right. up in an area where I was the only Chelsea fan. Um, so I've been going to games by myself for a very long time. Um, I remember, you know, after school, you know, when we'd had Champions League games or midweek league games, it was usually the time I'd go because I wasn't a member at this time. So these were the times I'd have to wait for games to go to general sale. Mm. So I've gone home from school and I'm excited and I'd get my mum to drop me off to the ground. And sometimes my mum would <laughs> genuinely wait you know, around Fulham Road for about two hours, sitting there waiting for me to get back in the car. And <laughs> Top mum. Yeah, so um, obviously, you know, when I got to the ages of about like 14, 15, this is when I started, uh, you know, not needing to rely on mum anymore. and I wasn't feeling like a big independent boy. So I've been going to Chelsea games for about a good 10 years now. Um, I'm only 20 years old. Yeah. So it's, it's a long time I've been following the team and it's obviously it's 10 years now and it's now boiled down to this one incident which is obviously yeah and and so you went to Slavia Prague on your own yeah and is that something have you been to European games on your own so before? this was the first European game I've been to. I've been to many away games by myself yeah. and you know, obviously most of the time when you do go to away games you're never really by yourself yeah um, for example you know, there's, I've got loads of obviously friends I've made from just going to Chelsea games bumping into them on the concourse or sure. you know if you're going on the club coach you end up sitting next to someone and you end up talking about the game and you're like oh actually we're not sitting too far away from each other exchange contact deals all that type of stuff but for 
this game, I feel like there was um, a lot of space in the stands, and that's mainly because obviously people want to move around, and mm. there were the people who managed to go all the way to Prague about a ticket and then get to the game, all the type of stuff. So this was the a very weird atmosphere for a away game mm. where I was situated in the stands where to the left of me, four or five seats empty, to the right of me, four or five seats empty, to me, the row in front of me completely empty. Behind me, there were people, but it, I didn't feel that... You didn't have your people around you. Yeah, I didn't have... Your you know, acquaintances the, or whatever. Or yeah. anything like that. So the, like I said, there were people I, I did know that were there, but at the time, you know, you, they just get lost in it. You just want to go mm. and watch the game. And you can't... Mm. This is one of those where it's... Game's kicked off now. I'm just going to here to watch the game. I'm going to cheer and do whatever I usually do. I mm. mean, whether there's people around me or not. Mm. And obviously then, when the incident did happen, like I said, it was... A lot of people are like, why did no one do anything? And that's obviously a big talking pie, big talking point. And one of the the things I did touch on, and one of the things I did mention in like my posts and stuff, is that this is obviously if you had evidence of, of what has happened, that's incriminating evidence. Mm. This is evidence against people that's potentially going to get them banned from life from going to Chelsea games. And well, it's a criminal offence. It, yeah, it's a criminal offence, and this is not something that they're going to hold lightly. And this is one of the reasons why people probably didn't get involved because it would have escalated and it would have escalated to something that could have potentially been very nasty. Did, has this happened to you before? So this is the first time on this scale this has happened to me before. Like you say I said, on this scale. So you? like I said, on, on I said in some of my interviews I've done before previously, I've had jibes, for example, I used to have massive hair out, yeah. like an afro, similar, similar to... I mean, you're distinctive looking guy. Yeah, similar to the, the style that William has. Yeah. And for ages, I used to get called William all the time. I'd just be right. minding my own business. Like, oh, William, William, William. And apart from the hairstyle there is no resemblance and um <laughs> did anybody reference your skin color before so i have again it's small small things which i feel like again because i'm by myself i try to you know just not take offense to it or you know just in, enjoy the game but this is the first time where it's been to the point where the wounds have been cut very deep because mm. this is just something that you you can't take it as a joke. You can't take it lightheartedly as I have in previous scenarios. Um, Jade, can I just... Did anyone, like, support you at all? Did anyone say anything so at, in support of you? At, like, tell at, the people to shut up? Or so at the time... Say, don't worry, mate, come and sit with us or something like that? At the time, there was one person um, who did say something, but... She, sorry, um, she said something prior to when the racial comments were made. So like I said, I, I mentioned before, and I, mm. I said it on here today, they were having a go at me prior to the racial comments being made. Again, they were making reference about my hair, mm. skin colour, all that type of stuff. Um, but they would have probably, and other people may have perceived it as a jokey manner, mm. but she banter. still, banter, yeah. what you could call it, but she was still telling him to stop, leave him alone, blah, blah, blah. Right. Did you know her? Was she just... No, a, I know, I know, I know. Well, for good it. for her. For yeah. Her. But it was once the racial comments were made, mm. then that was she when didn't. I was, like, and it's like I said, it's just because people don't, I can imagine people don't want to be involved in this situation because they know it's going to get serious. They don't want their names to get dragged into it, whether it's because they were defending or standing up or, because these people, they obviously don't give, they don't care. They don't care at all. I mean, it's a silly question in some ways, but how did it make you feel? Like I said, it is one of the the, the headline which is going around a lot of places, the fact that if I can't feel safe mm. in my own stand, surrounded by my own people, so mm. so would say, mm. where am I safe? Where Absolutely. am I? Where can I go to watch Chelsea games and not have to worry about things like this happening? Well, we, we were talking, myself and Rick were talking um, earlier on. I mean, I've stopped going to away games, you know, because I'm, 
very publicly part of the Chelsea Together uh, campaign. And, you know, I've had some horrible abuse for being part of that from people. And, you know, I, I was just saying, it's just no fun anymore. It's just no fun. I've been to dozens, hundreds of away games. I've been to European games. I went to Carabaq, you know. I mean, it's like I'm not somebody that kind of shies away from, you know, from going and following Chelsea. But I think you're quite right. If you can't enjoy yourself or feel safe or feel part of a group of people that are supposed to be, you know, your brothers what's the point it's like it, i think that's uh, I'm, I'm speaking to a lot of people that's becoming more and more common i mean but wouldn't you, you say think, rick no, i think what you're going through is the experience that black mates of mine had in their 80s of and where we thought all of this had you know exactly the same scenario and there's a kind of timidity uh, a, a surrounding, you know, of people around them that aren't intervening. So suddenly you feel extremely alone. You feel kind of threatened by everything that's happening. You feel like, exactly as Jay said, look, we, we're here, we, we go to games because we love the club, we support the club. And if you can't feel at home there, if that kind of refuge that you find from a lot of the tribulations that you have in life and, uh, uh, and you're indulging a passion, something you feel so strongly about. And if you get abused by your own supporters there, I'm just... First of all, when I read, when I read what, what, what you'd posted, I was, first of all, my heart sank because I thought, you know what, there's a lot of really bad things happening in our support at the moment. But I thought this was a line that we... That, I didn't think this was going to come back, what happened to you there. And that, so then I was disgusted and I was so angry about reading what you'd gone through. I was absolutely disgusted. And to think, you know, I mean, uh, obviously I wrote Paul Canneville's book and um, I, I know all of, uh, you know, about his experience. And a lot of what we talk about now, me and Paul, is about how things have improved. Well... Jay's experience suggests that unless we, and I mean fans, the club, everyone, does something to stop this kind of thing happening, we're going to go right back there. Make no mistake, there's enough happening in society at the moment that we are that close to this kind of re-emerging on a, not just on an occasional basis. And I've got to say, what is different about European games, Jay, is that you may have a piece of paper with a tick with a seat on it, Yep. But people just sit anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and, where, and the difficulty there is, if you're trying to identify the perpetrators of something like that, it's very difficult. So mm. one of the things that, you know, I mean, perhaps the club ought to think about having, putting people undercover, so to speak, in the crowd and observing this kind of stuff taking photos of people that are doing this stuff and yeah. to get them banned for life from anything to do with Chelsea Football Club. I don't club. think any right-minded Chelsea fan would object to that. What, what are the club doing? I mean, you, I saw that you, one of your posts said that in 14 days they get back to yeah, you. They've been so back to you sooner? Apparently that was an automated response. It didn't seem like an automated response at the time, but uh, someone said that this is something that they just send to everybody. Yeah. Um, the club have been in contact and it was quite coincidental that it was after... Um, the interview with Sky that they were very close in contact um, obviously they've gone hand in hand with uh, all the stuff that I provided from social media <laughs> sorry so obviously social media is a very powerful thing and that's how my stories got out there yeah. and um, the main reason why I did make the post was hoping literally this is what I was hoping for that people that were there and uh, in the surrounding areas would come forward uh, whether that was anonymously because obviously you have the power to you know say what you want without actually giving away your identity or just come forward in general 
and thankfully that's happened. So obviously all this information has been passed on to the club. People have come forward. And they have come forward. Brilliant. That's great. Um, what, with like descriptions and so if, like, the people and the people like have that. been the people who involved so there was three males um, and they have all been identified. Wow. Um, the slight issue which is why I have refrained from, you know, um, posting any further updates or any no, you anything. mustn't. You don't want to jeopardize any and action that could be taken. It's mainly because um, if I go into more detail about the actual incident itself, like I said, there were three of them who were uh, giving away jives and stuff like that. But it was actually one of the individuals. Well, I I I assume just by listening to the voices, it was one distinctive out of the three which was actually throwing the racial abuse towards me. Now, um, since people have actually come forward these three people in individuals have actually identified to do be doing a whole load of other horrible things during that game. Oh really? And this is the likes of um Hitler Nazi salutes, mm. spitting, um just anti Semitic, just you could anything you could imagine which you would not think, in the ground necessarily, but on the day. In the ground. In the ground. In the ground as well. So these guys, um I was I was managed to find out that it was around the sixtieth minute this had happened because I wasn't paying attention and I couldn't recollect any, what time it would happen. Mm. But someone was like, This happened during the sixtieth minute, they moved about. So like I said, this is the main reason why I did actually make the post on social media, just hoping that there was people around and they would come forward and that's obviously been passed on to the club. I got the sense from your post, because I was quite late to it, I saw it quite late, um, I got the sense from your post that, you know, you were like, oh, I kind of almost, or you almost kind of let it go, you almost kind of put it down to experience so, and then you went, because, I mean, you actually went, oh, I'm going to say this now. You know? I was very reluctant to, and a lot of the responses, negative responses into it, not a positive response, a lot of the negative responses well, why I was so reluctant to, because not having any enough evidence, there could have been many ulterior motives of why I'd gone the way I'd done. And this was the likes of, it was just, you know, I wanted my five minutes of fame. This was a, an, an A to somehow make get money out of the club and you know profit off the situation because you do work in social media so right? like and one of the one of the things i responded to was i said look i'm someone who is from what we call generation z yeah and uh, <laughs> i make a hundred percent of the money that i make i make from doing online ventures and i said to look if i wanted to make money and make profit of this situation <laughs> mm. i would have and we're talking hundreds of mm. pounds thousands even maybe i could have easily made a situation just from you know, taking advantage of people who want to be sympathetic, right. taking advantage of the fact that it's just a controversy, taking advantage of the fact that this is surrounding Chelsea and they are, you know, got all these things to do with racists. I could have charged appearance fees. I could have easily told you guys, I'm not coming on this unless you want to pay me to exactly, listen to my yeah. story. All these type of things which I could have done. And this was the reason why I've now had to be very reluctant on how I post on social media because anything is just easily can be prescribed to someone saying, oh, look, this is why I, this is what I said. You know, you're only doing this for fame. So look, you just proved my point. These are the type of things which I've now had to avoid. And this was why I was very reluctant to make any posts on social media because it could have been perceived in the complete wrong way. And Yeah, absolutely. I, I think on the flip side of everything, it looked like you got a lot of support from Chelsea fans yeah. as well. And, and a lot of people came out and said they how angry and disappointed they were at that behaviour and how that isn't Chelsea. Of course, yeah, and the, I think the, the the main thing, one thing that surprised me, I mean, I'm not saying, it really surprised me to the, the extent it went to was the support from other fans, right? people who weren't Chelsea fans. Obviously, we had Liverpool on the weekend, and I had 
many, many, many offers from Liverpool fans saying, if you're going to the game, come find me, I'll buy you a pint. I, honestly, if I accepted all of those pints I was offered... You'd have been very drunk. I probably wouldn't have... I, wouldn't have, I don't think I would have made it out of Liverpool. So <laughs> it's, there is a great solidarity between... But did you get the same with Chelsea fans? So again, there was, there was a handful and there was a, a bit of everybody really. And mm. I, it was just, again, it was very surprising, but also very heartwarming. And obviously then it makes me not think I done the wrong thing by making it public I don't think you did at all I think what you did was quite brave and and you know and I think you did it in a very measured and calm and an articulate way I'm, I'm really that, incredibly impressed because I think you've been so measured, kind of measured about yeah. it yeah exactly and, and I think the impression I got reading your tweet the first time was it was like a real kind of with heavy heart so this is yeah. why I say it it wasn't like oh you know now I can get myself into the uh, into the spotlight at all no. and I think it was all the more powerful because of that it felt like do you know what this is like my home and I'm this is really difficult for me to criticize my fellow supporters but yeah. I, my heart is telling me I've got to do it which is more to you know to your strength has it put you off going to games no not good. at all not excellent at all. um Good and 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 it's put you off going to games because you won't go to away games. Well, it has put me off going to games. I don't, I don't enjoy <laughs> it. I if don't, we don't go, look, if people like us stop going, then yeah, who's left? I just yeah. I find I find the atmosphere at the moment. I mean, it's not obviously I'm not going to get racially abused mm. and I'm not going to get you know I'm not going to get any anything near the kind of you know the problems that you've had, Jay. But I find the whole atmosphere very negative, just very negative. I, I mean, I don't like people caning our players. I don't like I don't like no. people you know singing you know awful songs about our individual players I, I don't like that that upsets me you know maybe yeah. I'm a bit of a snowflake I don't know but you know I want to go to a football match and away game to shout and cheer and you know I've always said yeah. support the clues but, in the name but, you know support your team but don't you think as well I mean you know you, you mentioned Liverpool and I thought one of the things that you're concerned about as a Chelsea fan is for some reason we were always scheduled to play Liverpool around the time of Hills, the recognition of Hillsborough yeah. and so there was a sense of because of this kind of real frisson around the club at the moment, and there's an awful lot of issues and some stupid things that are going on and some terrible things that are happening amongst our support. And there was a fear that maybe the Hillsborough, some people, idiots, would disgrace themselves there. But the observation of that uh, was recognised by Liverpool. Uh, they said, you know, um, that it was fantastic, the respect that was shown, and the club laid a wreath. Uh, for the 96 and things. And in fact, you know, <laughs> Liverpool fans showed their respect for Chelsea by throwing a flare into the... Yeah, into which, our injured a, which injured a small child. Which, yeah. which I think... What I'm, which has now been recognised by Liverpool, who now have come out with a public they, statement condemning absolutely. it. You know, so, so but you, what you're saying absolutely is, right. No, but what I'm saying is, while we, we have to clear out our own stables, I keep saying I, this. I agree. But there's something, there's something happening amongst football support generally where people feel somehow empowered to say the things that they well, said football, to football, I've always said football night. is a reflection of society it is you know and, and elements of society but who's will, whipping it up will who's, be... a, who's saying to people right this weekend or this month or whatever come on this is what we want to this is just go out and abuse people and let's just stir things up there's something political happening in, in my view well well, maybe I don't know I don't know the answer to that maybe it's just a a, a general 
a, a, a general sense of you know of darkness that's look I, I think as well it's important to say I genuinely believe that the vast majority of Chelsea fans are decent normal human beings you and know so do I, you yeah. know I wouldn't have supported this club for the last 45 years if I didn't think oh. that I couldn't associate myself with a club that I felt was Absolutely. overwhelmingly racist yeah, or overwhelmingly I've had many comments like how can you support Chelsea when you know they're FY and maybe but when I decided to or pledge my allegiance to that was never a case in my mind I don't go <laughs> looking at, I don't go scouting <laughs> through the Premier League thinking like right which club has the best fans I support Chelsea because it takes me 20 minutes to get there yeah. I support Chelsea because the likes of Frank Lampard and Didier Drogba were doing great yeah. things and they were inspirational to me and I like these players and that's why I chose my support I didn't go to support Chelsea because oh you know what their fans might not be the best but you know I might be able to get in the mix of that that's mm. not how you decide to support the football team yeah. that you do no it may be a bit of a mrs lincoln at the opera um question but were you able to appreciate the game after that like with the fact that we scored it's hard a man to do that of course yeah unfortunately but what i mean you know did it did it just like ruin you obviously for me i could imagine it would just be like i'd, I'd want to leave i'd want to did you leave or did you stay no I did I did stay unfortunately in in retrospective no it means it's kind of just overshadowed the trip and it kind of just feels like a bit of one of those what I could have missed I could have saved a lot of money and I probably could have just enjoyed it uh, a lot more uh, from the comfort of my own home and that's kind of the the sadness of it which is the thing that's probably got to me the most is the fact that obviously I've, I've now just got this overwhelming dark shadow of what the trip of Prague was but yeah. prior to that it was mm. very nice you know mm. I actually went to Prague via Stockholm just to save myself a bit of money mm. so I actually went to Sweden for the I had a nice little day trip in Sweden very nice so I'm a, I got to do a bit more than I would have done just going to Prague and obviously then you know I, I explored Prague a bit um I saw some of you know some great sites and stuff but it's kind of just all gone out the window now because I all I can think of is just mm. You know, it, it could have taken one small action prior to that to make all of that, you know, a completely different episode. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Listen, let, let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about some football. Yes. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And we're back. So um, let's let's um, lighten the mood a little bit, if we can, uh, without you know sounding um, you know too too um, adding too much brevity to it. But uh, let's talk about the game because you know, I mean, you say you would have enjoyed it from the comfort of your home. I don't think anybody actually enjoyed the game, did they, Rick? I did. Did you? Why? I thought it was a classic. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't a classic. A way, uh, you know, a kind of grinder and a, a, a clean sheet. Last minute when it. Do you know what the, what I love? I was saying from the beginning of the game, we're going to win one 0 and we score in the last ten minutes. And the reason I said that is that that's what we've done on both previous visits to Prague. Oh, four clean sheets in uh, in a row in the uh, in the uh, Europa League. Uh, so look at the the team quickly. Um, there were seven changes from West Ham. Christensen. Well, that's Alon- the point. That's what you've got to say. Well, that's no, why I, it was classic. Yeah. Well, uh, Christensen, Alonso, Barkley, Kovacic, Pedro, William, and Giroud. Uh, all coming into the team. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi left out, but obviously came back on uh, on Sunday for Liverpool. Uh, so Kepa, Asby, Rudy, Christensen, Alonso, uh, Barkley, Jorginho, Kovacic, Pedro and William either side of Giroud. Uh, I just thought it was a turgid, unenjoyable game. Uh, but one, I have to one give some away bit of credit Europe. to Slavia Prague because I thought they, yeah. they actually were, were a little bit better than I thought they would be. I mean, I... I... 
almost expected that, considering the fact that we had to give them a bit of respect, the fact that they beat a good Sevilla side to mm. get to that tie. Mm. So they definitely wasn't going to be pushovers like um, Kiev were. I didn't expect it was going to be another Kiev. And I expected that it was going to be maybe a 1-0 or a 2-0. I even at some point sort of scoring. And if it wasn't for Kepa, they probably would have scored. Yeah, I think just going into the game, I think the big shock for me was seeing Dave start. Um, I think he's had a quite torrid time recently yeah, in the past couple of games. That. And if there was any game he would have deserved to have a rest and just, you know, a bit of a reflection on those performances, I thought it would have been this one. I don't know if that is because Zappa Costa is disappeared off the face of the earth or he's injured but I was very surprised to see him play and I think he probably did suffer the effects going into the next game against Liverpool unfortunately um, but that was the big shot for me but I, I mean like I said the performance was I, not what I expected obviously I expected better from the fact that we are a side who are miles ahead in terms of quality um, when you look at the comparisons of the players we have to the players Slavia had um, but no, I know I think credit is where it's due they probably did deserve a bit more from that result and I think a 1-0 clean sheet win does maybe flatter us you know on the basis of how we actually played they, um, they, they'd closed part of the stadium didn't they because of previous incidents at Slavia Pra but they were still pretty noisy or yeah. it came across as pretty noisy yeah. so we can expect them to come back on Thursday and, and, and make a bunch of noise I think can we I think they'll play the same way as well yeah. because they they, play they front have this foot, very high pressing yeah. and they did exactly the same thing against Sevilla but I've got to say I was watching the amount of energy they expended and I was thinking, you know what? They're not going to last. They're they're, they're going to run out. Of, uh, yeah. Their legs are going to tire. Which, actually, if you look at them, uh, all of their results, they're weakest in the last quarter of an hour of each half. They they run themselves into the ground basically. So, so I think what they'll do on Thursday is that they'll come at us. Yeah. Same thing. High press. Uh, knowing that if we get one, they have to get two. Do you think so he'll, I think he'll want to equalise? Do you think he'll play a slightly different team on Thursday? Just to well, we've got, we're not playing till Monday, so he's got a bit of leeway as far as um, the you know. It's not like we're playing Saturday, Sunday. Obviously, not Saturday, but Sunday, so two days. We've got three days, so I think yeah. he could get away. And then we've got a whole week off, of course. So I think he could get away with playing something of a, a, a stronger team because they. You know, Kante, they, beat, they, Kante they won 4-1 at Genk as well, yeah. remember? Well, Kante, Hazard and Ruben Loftus-Cheek all came on in that game. You know, it, it was one of those, well, we better get the, the big boys Ruben in. Yeah. Yeah. 86th minute, great cross by William. There was Alonso to, you know, to nod it home. I mean, left completely unmarked, which I think is an indication of, gap, of, of... Yeah, tiredness. And, and um, you know, so all in all, you know, an away goal, a clean sheet. We've got to be reasonably happy with that, haven't we? Yeah, Even course. if the performance was a little bit like watching paint dry. <laughs> which is not unusual this season. <laughs> Shall we move on to uh, to the other game of the week, which was Liverpool yes. uh, on Sunday. You, you presumably watched that from your armchair, yeah. as did I. Did you watch it from your armchair as well? No, I watched it in a pub. I watched it in a pub? Yeah. I don't like watching football in so pubs. I was actually, I was in Liverpool. Oh. I actually didn't go to the game. Why? So why were you in Liverpool? So obviously I do, I travel a lot with a couple of friends to go to the games. Uh, I didn't have a ticket for this game. And this was, again, I mean, I'm going to go out now touching back on what I'd said previously in the first part was of people's misconceptions and ideas of why I'd made myself so public and all that type of stuff was usually if I don't have tickets for games like the Cardiff game, I travelled to Cardiff, didn't have a ticket, but I was still able to get one from, you know, posting a tweet about it, um, finding out on social media. I didn't do that until 30 minutes before kickoff (laughs) with the Liverpool game just because I didn't want to get 
the wrong attention on people like oh he's just using you know all these new people he's got to try and get him tickets to games right. and stuff you know I had potential offers from you know press tickets to go to the game I, right. I declined those I didn't want to get any sort of special treatment or anything right. like that no, good for you. so um but yeah no, so I, where I did you watch it watching the pub I watched it in a from a hotel room. Okay, so there you go. Yeah, so I watched the game. So, I, but I was just there. So I was there in spirit. Yeah, but, man, absolutely. Yeah. I was in North Norfolk uh, watching it on my telly. So we're, we were scattered. Accidental, I don't like watching accidental partridge. I can't watch Chelsea games in pubs. I get too passionate and then <laughs> and and end up you know disgracing myself. Um, so pubs not for me, and I don't drink either. So, uh, so let's have a look at the team. Um, Kepa, Aspi, Rudy, Louise back in, uh, Emerson back in, uh, Kante back in, Ruben Loftus cheat back in, Jorginho started at the base of those three, uh, Callum Hudson Odoi back in, um, and then William, and then Hazard as a false nine. And what did we think when we saw the false nine, Joe? I honestly thought that was possibly the best team we could mm. have played in regards to what Klopp had said prior to it, whether he was saying, you know, he's going to take the Jose Mourinho Manchester United approach where <laughs> trying to man Mark Hazard out of the game. Now, I don't know if that was a double bluff. That could have just been him saying that to, you know, pressure Sari's hand into playing something he probably wouldn't have played if he had not said that. Yeah. Or it could have just been, the, you know, the fact that he was being genuinely honest and, you know, making it a bold statement. I think Klopp was surprised by it. And yeah, and I think it was because, you know, when you have him playing that high up the pitch, you can't have Henderson or whoever it was dropping back to exactly. stay on Hazard all the time. And you can't have either Van Dijk or Matip, you know, man-marking Hazard because then it leaves spaces for William and Hudson-Odoi, which is why I think the start of the game, we probably, if we had taken at least one or two of those chances, it would have been yeah. a completely different game. Because Story of our season. Yeah. Two big chances from Hazard as well, wasn't there? I mean, I said, I, half, yeah. I said on social media that he's got to take both of those. Frankly. I know he has. Yeah. He's got to. You know, and I think We've for the me... We've Woodwork more times than any other team this season as you, well. Yeah, you can't, you know, you can't, you can't but love Hazard for, for mm. what he brings to the team and he's a magical player to watch and supernaturally brilliant at times as he proved against West Ham. But, you know, that, that inability sometimes to take the chances in the big game, the killer in instincts I think that puts him a sort of a notch below some of his you know more more sort of worthier contemporaries that that's my view on it yeah, and, no, and you know agree. and I just think that you know has he has he really done it in the really big games has he done it I mean there's oh, he, been, has. He, has, uh, he, he has in the past but yeah. consistently you know a dominated games in that situation I'm not sure he has and you know there's times when he's risen to the occasion but times when he hasn't and I, I just think that anyway it just, it, I was very disappointed. I think you're getting that from my... Uh, from my <laughs> yeah, just but two, you know, two goals from Liverpool. Mane's goal after 51 minutes is what it is, but Salah... Defensive mistakes, both of them. Yeah, but Salah's goal... No, you don't show Salah onto his left Of course foot. you don't, but, it's well, a, but, but, but the point is... That. But the point is, any, any shot like that from 25 yards, you know, into the top corner, that's a wonder goal. There's nothing you can do about but it. But we Rick. have conceded a lot of those, what you describe as wonder goals. Well, it was a wonder goal. We don't, we're, not, we're not able to close... Uh, players out in fact um, Sturridge scored it was yeah. a similar goal yeah and Henderson did against yeah, us as well yeah. Yeah. I know but it's I don't think you can d- doubt the quality of the goal oh know. definitely no yeah. no but you don't allow him to get you know it's Salah he's on his left you don't show him on his left foot yeah I know that was a real fundamental a, error but he's a long way out and, he, and it was top pins 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, but so, so you know, I don't think you can legislate for a goal like that. I genuinely don't. I think... You know, that's a hell of a no, goal. No, but you can defend against it. Well, I suppose. I, I, think think, the very, I, I, think, I think that's Once he's shot, yeah, I agree with you. That's but, my point. That's my point. But, but you the, don't let him get the shot. The very ironic thing about that goal was there's a, a comparison to when he Salah actually played for us. And I think it was Shrewsbury away in the League Cup hmm. from a very similar position, struck the shot in the exact same way. But the difference was that time it went out for a throw-in. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> unfortunately for this time, it went top corner and it's 2-0. I know, I know. He had a very quiet game apart from that, I thought. you know. That he well, was, he's, he's not had a great season. No. It's a season, it's an after the Lord Mayor's show, I hate that phrase, but season for him, really. See, it's one, it's it? one of those where it does leave you wondering, is, it, is he really having a bad season or is he just having a bad season in comparison to what he'd done last year? I think you're year? right. Because, you know, he's still in the race for the golden boot. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's still in know. contention for Liverpool's best player of the season. Obviously, I mean, we all probably guess who it's going to go to, but he's still up there. He had, a, he had an astonishing season last season. So, you know, maybe as you say, in comparison, it doesn't look as, as sparkling. I mean, you know, the one thing you would say is Chelsea have lost their last six away games to top six clubs. Yeah. You know, it's becoming a bit of a pattern now. So, well, and we also just, as well, I mean, I think, you know, much as, I mean, I, I can't stand the team, frankly, but much as you say, they're pretty good. You know, they wouldn't be second in the league, you know, challenging for the title if they weren't pretty good. So much, much as I think we should always go to Anfield with a chance of beating them because, you know, we're Chelsea, I think sometimes you've got to hold your hand up and go, you know, they're pretty decent. Um, you know, one of those goals was a wonder goal. We should have scored two goals at least. Um, you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't, we weren't miles away. But apart. you know, there's a structural weakness in this team, a psychological weakness. Yeah, there's a mental weakness, definitely. And we have conceded more goals than any other team in the league in the first 15 minutes after the break. Yeah. Which is an you know, Quite stark, but also as well, those Cardiff more than Fulham, even those six six away games I mentioned to top six clubs. We conceded 16 goals in those games. You know, we're not, you know, I mean, I guess six against City doesn't help the average, but you know, the the really disappointing thing is that actually I thought it was a a good performance. That's my point, you know, that's that's absolutely my point. Uh, Is if we'd have scored those two goals, if we hadn't have, you know, conceded that wonder goal, who knows? And I've got to say, I think. Uh, you know, I've been critical of him in the past, but I think Ruben Loftus-Cheek, if he stays fit next season, he's going to be fantastic for us. Well, I think all of them. I think... We had lots of players that were like transitional players yeah. who could t- convert defence to attack. They could easily turn opponents and things. I think it, uh, I felt... I'm a big fan of Callum, but I thought it was a... Yeah, maybe maybe he looked a, very nervous, did. and it didn't it didn't work out for him. It wasn't a great game for him. No, but, you it wasn't know, he's, sad. He's a kid. But that's good. And I think I think what what's quite good about that is it might just remind people that he is not the magic it's bullet. 18. He's not yeah. he's not going to come in and suddenly solve all the problems. It's great that he's playing. It's great that he's coming through. Great that Sarri thinks he's ready. Ruben Loftus Cheek's the same. Great that he thinks he's ready. Christensen, I think, is you know is has had a you know an all right season, but looks like he he's, he's getting there or thereabouts. So you know these are all good things, but they're not the magic bullet, as you say. There are structural and mental problems within that team that need to be addressed not just on the pitch but off the pitch as well Mm. listen uh, let's uh, let's have a look forward if we can Um, we've got Slavia Prague second leg coming up Um, who's going to play in that game I want to say it's probably going to be the exact same lineup that played in the first leg Um, I'd hope that Dave finally does get a rest I would like to see Zappacosta come in because I think this he seems to be very comfortable 
in a position. And this is why you have squads and you have depths because you have this competition for places. And I feel like Zappacosta does need to really get a good run out and hopefully have a good performance and actually put a thought in Sari's mind that yeah. Dave is maybe not the, the be all and end all and is not the, the only option we do have. Because, I mean, Zappacosta. Reese James next year. We do have Reese James next year, which is very promising. And exciting. Get, it's exciting, but again, you don't want to. It's the same with Callum and Loftus. You don't want to put this own pressure on him that no. he's going to be the, the answer. But yeah, like I said, the back force will be the same. Obviously, we do have potentially Gary Cahill coming into the side, um, which is something I've been actually hoping for for quite a while now. In a, like you said, almost in a mentality way, um, as well as the. You know the team way back for the Europa League final again. Yeah, so um, obviously we we don't (laughs) know the extent of Rudiger's injury at the moment. I think I I wouldn't rule him out. Yeah, so confident? No, confident. We can just put this one to bed on Thursday. Oh, of course, of course. But like I said, I'm I'm probably expecting the same team to play. Same team. Um, Give us a give us a scoreline. You think? I'm going to go two nil. Two nil. What about you, Rick? Um, I'm going to say first of all at one p.m. on the Thursday. I'm doing a guided tour. Um, look on Eventbrite, Chelsea FC, and you'll see the guided tour. 1pm. 1pm on, on Thursday. Thursday Where all do along the Fulham Road. All the history of early founders and the first club photographer. Loads of untold secret history Because what you do, you're a tour guide. That's yes, your, I am, your, yeah. I'm not only Chelsea's I'm not, official historian, but you are hats. one of your many it's hats. It's my tweed hat. That and male stripper <laughs> and various other things that you do You've as well. You've seen me, haven't you? <laughs> Thanks for the tip. So, so where do people meet to do this tour? Uh, outside Fulham Broadway, 1 o'clock. But Fulham, look Broadway, Fulham Broadway Tube. No, sorry, it's Fulham Town Hall. Fulham Town Hall, say. right, yeah. at Obviously one o'clock. Is, look yeah. on Eventbrite. Yeah. Uh, how much is it? There. 12 nicker. 12 nicker, bargain. But it's worth twice that, at least. Bargain. Go, yeah. and, see, uh, go, go, and, go and be entertained but by But you asked prediction. I think they're going to score, but I think it'll be 3-1 to us. It was a shame. I want us to... We could beat a record of, of uh, not conceding... Yeah. Uh, if we clean don't sheets, concede. yes, yeah, yeah. you know, the, I the love, fifth in a I row, love, wouldn't it? I love records, you know. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to go two nil as well. I, I, I think we'll we'll put this one to bed. You know, I think home advantage and all that. Um, and then we've got Burnley on Monday. Um, you know, we've got to win that. Have to win that. We're currently fourth in the table, uh, two points behind Spurs. You've got a game in hand. We're fourth, are we? Yeah. I thought Arsenal went above us. No, I think we're fourth, aren't we? Oh. We wish. We, I think we wish we were fourth. Yeah. I think we're fifth. Yeah. Okay. Keep talking, and I'll, I will look up. And we'll, we'll Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> Arsenal's result Arsenal yesterday. So oh, you're lucky. right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I'm looking at one. So we're fifth. We're on 66 points, but Arsenal also have 66 points. We're below them on goal difference. We are. Um, we we've are one point behind Spurs, but they've got a game in hand. Yeah. So and, they're playing their games in hand next week when we Arsenal got and Spurs both got a game. In hand. We've so we got to beat Burnley ultimately. Yeah. When we got to beat United when they come up. So Burnley, Jay. What do you think score wise? I'm hoping for a win, but there is a niggling thing in the back of my head that does potentially see this going as a draw. And this is mainly because we don't seem to handle pressure well recently. And the fact that we would have had Spurs and everybody else play prior to that game, that result could, their results could put um, unneeded and unnecessary pressure. If, you know, whether that is they drop points it's pressure because now we could potentially leapfrog them. If they obviously win, then it's pressure because we need to close the gap. So I, I want to be confident to say a win, but I'm actually going to say the fact that the way Burnley are playing at the moment as well, they've got three wins for the uh, three wins in a row for the first time this season. And they're obviously, you know, probably about one good big game, big result away from being 100% safe. I'm actually going to say for a draw. Okay. 
Um, I think. Do you want to lot... give us a scoreline? I'm going to go one one. One one. Right. Okay. I think uh, um, Thursday. Thursday's results will have an effect. Yeah. If we're in a semi-final, we're playing. We know who we're playing. It could be Frankfurt or. Oh, Benfica. And well, Benfica won 4-2 in the first leg, they didn't did. they? They've yeah, got to Frankfurt go had a player sent off. Yeah. So, um, so I think, look, players' mentality, I think they might be thinking, oh, we're in a semi-final now. That's the kind one, of One foot focus. in Baku. That's my concern, but I still think we'll win 1-0. On I, I, think, I think Burnley will try and play football against this. I think Sean Dice will try and More play More for them. Well, yeah. yeah, and I think for that reason, I think the teams that come and play football against us, we are much more comfortable against than teams that play a low block against us. Um, and I we, think... we need the relegation-haunted teams to all lose so that um, Burnley are, you know... Tranquil. Already on the beach. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Got their espadrilles. I, I, think, I think it'll be a comfortable win. I'm going to go 3-0. Lovely, go. traditional 3-0 against Burnley Absolutely Listen, brilliant Jay, thanks so much for coming in no Absolute worries. pleasure it's to meet you I hope it hasn't spoilt your experiences at Chelsea And we see you at a lot more games And you know, and I think, you know, I speak for Rick when I say that Both me and Rick and I think everybody that I know And, and the vast majority of Chelsea fans are normal, decent people And we need to get rid of the terrible, you know, people of course, out of our club Because they're not Chelsea agree. fans as far as I'm concerned Absolutely right yeah. Come and meet us in the pub before a game <laughs> I will do Brilliant And uh, Rick, as always, thank you very much Pleasure. And uh, I will see Thank you, you soon. We'll be back uh, next week with another Chelsea podcast. The Chels is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at chelseapodcast.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.